The grass in the valley is starting to die And out in the darkness the whippoorwills cry Alone and forsaken by fate and by man Oh Lord, if you hear me, please hold my hand Oh, please understand It's Super Bowl weekend, but more importantly <laughs> The night we're recording this, you're hearing about five out, no, four hours Episode five is, no God damn it. Episode five is dropping. Yes. I kept thinking this was four or five and I looked at the script, but it says 4 p.m. Not five. This is episode four. Please hold in my yeah. hand. Episode five drops tonight. Lucy, it feels like it's been a long time since we've recorded. I know. I was going to say that to you. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in 84 years. This has it's been, been a, so long. It's been a shit couple weeks. I got ice stormed in. I got sick. Dad had some health issues. He's fine. It's yeah. been terrible, but I'm glad here to talk. To another great episode with another special guest, Elle. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I'm good. Thank you. I'm really excited. You ready? Don't be nervous, okay? Don't be nervous. Don't, don't, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. There you go. As you can see, it took me, what, eight words to fumble over and mess up? So it's just, <laughs> yeah, it happens. But it's Friday. I have a, anybody else drinking something? I've got a kombucha that I threw some vodka in. I meant to ask in. you what that is because it looks a lovely color. Kombucha with vodka in it. You got Coke in a bottle? Yes. It's the only kind I like. I don't like Coke the other in a bottle does hit different. It mm. really does. Yes. I just have water because it's 10 p.m. here. I'm going straight to bed after this. <laughs> 10 p.m. is when you should be having oh, a drink. Yeah. I know. I know. But I had a few drinks last night. so hey, You can't go back to back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those days are over. Okay. <laughs> All right, Elle. So tell us a little bit about yourself and also your history with The Last of Us. So I'm a horror RPG streamer and D&D content creator. I absolutely love doing that. I've been doing it full time for about two years now. Uh, I absolutely love The Last of Us since it's released. I actually got the broken PlayStation 3 version, so I actually didn't get to play it myself. I think the, bro <laughs> um, the broken PS3 version goes for so many games. Yes, uh, because there was a part where you turned your flashlight on and the game would completely crash. <laughs> really? And I didn't have internet, so I couldn't get it patched. So I couldn't Aww. play it. So I had to watch playthroughs of the first wow. one. And then I actually platinum the second one. But uh, I actually just beat uh, the first one, part one, recently myself. And we did the DLC on Grounded. So that was a really, really cool experience. I didn't actually beat the full game on Grounded, but I did do the DLC on Grounded. I was really excited. Uh, and I'm really enjoying the HBO series. I think it's really, really cool. So I'm super excited to be here. Thank you both for inviting me. And I'm excited. Ungrounded is the hardest difficulty, right? Yeah. That was going to be my question. Yeah, I guess that's what it meant. Yeah. Uh, so it's more realistic. You don't get the HUD. You don't get oh. the extra materials. You don't get listen mode. Resources are very limited. And like for any like on screen prompts, you don't get. Wow. Oh, really? It's hard. Oh, wow. That's cool. So when you have to press like square, it doesn't show mm -hmm. up. You just have to know to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Shit. Okay. I was going to say yeah, the game is. Um... I was going to say, there's, there's not enough material like ammo-wise in general yeah. on regular, so I can only imagine how scarce it is. Yeah, I don't like using my materials. I'll just die and then come back, and then <laughs> I don't like using the med kits. <laughs> okay, I, I, that, that makes it realistic, which, again, the show I think is also, we'll, we'll kind of get into that, but I do think the show is doing a very good job of making it realistic, that he's not trucking through 50 people yeah. or 20 mm -hmm infected there you go the zombie word is almost coming out there glad to have you here and on that note kind of same way 
Uh, we're not really going to do game spoilers if something comes up where we may talk about it. Like, for instance, this one will say, hey, it's in Kansas City, not Pittsburgh. I don't think that's really like a spoiler, but we're really not going to spoil anything from the games. Other than that, there's really not too much to go over, is there? I don't think. I don't remember if last time we spoke, the, the game had been delayed. Because the game's oh, been pushed back right. now, right? The so uh, initially it was coming. Yeah, well, the the, the port for PC. Port, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's like March 23rd or 28th now, isn't it? Yeah, so initially it was going to be the Friday the 3rd or the 6th or something. And now it's been pushed back to the end of March. So I've got to find some other game to fill the time with. <laughs> Are you still on like Cyberpunk? I am, but I think I'm, okay. I'm coming up to the end of it. I think I might finish it this weekend or next week at least. And then I'm going to do oh. Dead Space. Oh, spooky game. Horror, yeah. horror. Oh, no. That's going to be fun. I've never played any of them before, but it looks very good fun. You played uh, Alien Isolation, right? Yeah. That's I right. love that game. And it's not my vibe at all. Like, I'm not into horrors or anything like that. Purely because I just get too scared. But <laughs> Alien Isolation was so much fun. So I think Dead Space might hopefully be on the same sort of vibe i know when watching alien isolation it felt like you well you couldn't like get in combat because the thing would just kill you it's just all avoidance right until you got your flamethrower yeah okay yeah, he the, doesn't like that's, fire that's space it seems like uh, when i watch people playing they're killing a bunch of shit so yeah you've got like dismember them it might be something similar to that. to that but yeah <laughs> we'll keep the spooky games to you in february that's all we got for any kind of house cleaning. There we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll get right into this episode four. Please hold in my hand. Synopsis, the great synopsis always coming from Wikipedia. Traveling through misery. And I'll explain that and how y'all heard of Mark Twain, right? Mm. The author. Okay. Mark Twain was from Missouri and he said something along the lines of if you're from, if you're from like the North, it's Missouri. If you're from the South, it's Missouri. And if you're from there, it's misery. Oof. Yeah, he didn't like it. But again, he can say that because he's from there. Sorry, anybody from Missouri. I won't call it misery anymore. On their way to Wyoming, Joel and Ellie take a shortcut through the ruins of Kansas City. And that's just weird reading the ruins of Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, it's never been put that way. I've seen like the ruins of something. It's like, it is like this city's been the destroyed. Ruins, the, ancient, yeah. the ancient ruins of Kansas City, where they get ambushed by bandits. Joel kills two of them, but a third manages to overpower and nearly strangle him to death before Ellie saves him by shooting the man with her gun. More bandits led by Kathleen find the bodies. Kathleen, believing that Joel and Ellie are in contact with a man named Henry she is hunting, orders a manhunt. Kathleen's second-in-command, Perry, finds evidence of infected burrowing their way into the city, but Kathleen orders him to conceal it until they find Henry. <laughs> Joel finds a high-rise where he and Ellie decide to sleep for the night. They can scout away out of Kansas City. They wake up to find Henry and his brother Sam holding them at gunpoint. That was a great ending to the episode. Yes, a synopsis there. And they never actually say that that's them. And they never actually say the name Sam in this episode. It's always just Henry. Mm -hmm. And so I think if people didn't know the story, they may be a little surprised, maybe. But I was like, oh, there's a little kid there with him. All right. So we begin this episode. Ellie pulls off this post-apocalyptic taxi driver, as I called it, from the movie, it's like holding the gun. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, she's not saying you talking to me. And she tries to look cool with a gun before learning about gas siphoning and dad jokes and this again i've said it before and i'll keep saying it and keep saying it, keep saying it bella ramsey is this teenage ellie is so good because she's not tough she's not tough at all and she's trying to look tough with like a tough face and looking through the eye with a gun and i just i just love that she's trying so hard i know bless her when she's like 
squeezing her eyes as well, trying to like see how best to use the gun. I thought that was really cool. Just she seems so, like she's definitely innocent, but then you sort of hear a bit later in the episode that she's had some kind of experience, but I don't know what that is yet. Maybe game people do know, but in this moment, she seemed really really childlike when she was messing around with a gun i was honestly scared she was gonna you know shoot the mirror and then everything was just gonna like break apart (laughs) i was wondering that before she actually showed some kind of safety she released it she released the bullet in there and it came out she was like okay she at least knows to do that in there but at first i kind of thought if they're going to play that for laughs, that she's actually going to keep it in there and boom and then i've really appreciated the trigger discipline in the show uh, you don't see that very often in a lot of video game to TV series or movies. Like usually their fingers are always on the trigger. So I used to actually work at a gun shop and <laughs> seeing how people don't know how to have trigger discipline is like a big pet peeve for me. So seeing <laughs> the fact that everybody in this show is actually holding a gun without having their finger on the trigger is very nice to see for once. And I, I you even see it with Ellie and I think that that's really cool to have. Yeah, I think Joel, doesn't he, like, correct her la- or say, you know, when he's teaching her, like, finger off the trigger mm-hmm. and how to hold it? Yeah, so, you know, she's learning how to do it. Because, yeah, she says that, well, I guess we're putting the cart before the horse there. She When she says she killed someone. All right, so just a couple things here. I forgot to mention before in the last episode, they're driving an S10 truck, a shitty Chevy S10 truck, as they say it. And this hits kind of, so much of this hits close to home to me because I drove for the longest time a 98 S10 Blazer, which is the same chassis as this. It's just not a truck. It's an SUV. And so seeing this again just takes me back to that. And when he called it Aww. shitty that last episode, I was like, oh, that's my that's my old car that I took over like 200,000 miles. Oh, I can, like, I've always wanted, a, like, I remember when I was younger and you would see trucks like this on american tv shows i was like i want a truck and it's just like nobody here has trucks <laughs> like or like well you know what? actually some people in my office have got them but it's just like nobody it's kind of strange to have them here because we'd be like what are you carrying around in the back are you of gonna car? carry like, around <laughs> so I, i've always kind of quite fancied one as well but it's not something i would ever get no trucks are Everywhere here, it's Texas. The one thing mm-hmm. about this, too, also is this is a compact truck, which are non-existent anymore. They're all full-size. They're all family stuff because generally men weren't, didn't want to drive with families, didn't want to drive the SUVs. They didn't want to drive the minivan. So it's like you have to get this massive fucking truck dual cab because mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know, it's probably some kind of like masculinity thing. Speaking of trucks, I'm just glad there's no Carolina squat. I grew up in the Carolinas and that's all you see. A Carolina squat? Carolina squat. It's where what? the front end is higher than the back end. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the <laughs> truck looks like it squats. So I've, I've been very happy that we haven't seen that yet. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. There's, I've never heard that name before. No, I don't know. I if we're, I don't, I don't it know. sucks. It's I don't, like, you can't like, I'm just like, how do you even see over the front of the hood at that point? This shitty S10, which is gone <laughs> here by the, by the end of this. Oh, well, actually by the end of the next scene in there. All right. Next thing I have on here is Hank Williams and porn. So I'll ask you, <laughs> I'll ask about the first thing on here. What y'all know about Hank Williams? Nothing. He was a country singer. There you go. Right? <laughs> yeah, he was a country singer. Have you heard of Hank Williams Jr.? Yeah, I've heard of Hank okay. Williams Jr. Yeah. Hank Williams Jr. is, but I'm, I guess he's just more popular because Hank Williams died in like fucking 1960 or something like that. I don't remember. But yeah, Hank Williams, big time country singer. And the song that is played here, Alone and Forsaken, 
And like, I'll admit, I did not remember this from the game because as I'm playing back through this afterwards, it's been like 10 years since I've done it. But this type of music where I would say this is more folk than more it is country because it's just him and an acoustic guitar and there's like nothing else. And it's very much a personal song. The song is definitely where he's like talking to God and talks about fate and all that, about how woman has left him, which again, that's very country, very old time country Mm -hmm. is the woman's left you, the dog is dead and you're getting drunk (laughs) to do it. That's it. But uh, this music was just so damn good. And I do hope people look into not necessarily Hank Williams, because like I said, a lot of it was country, but like this folk period time music that I think fits perfectly with this kind of post-apocalyptic travel story. I love like any all even just like the little bits of music that play when they're driving. That's not necessarily the music that's coming from the radio. It's always what I imagine to be like. It's probably not this, and I'll get crucified for saying it. Like a little banjo type tune. It's like ding, 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 like on strings of some sort. It just look. It sounds so. It just fits perfectly. Like the music in the theme, like the theme music that. Yeah, yeah, like that. And sometimes you hear it playing when they're driving and stuff like that. To get ahead of all the comments, I do believe that is just an acoustic guitar. It might be, yeah. If not, now they're gonna come after me. I'm picturing a banjo. (laughs) A small guitar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like a band. Yeah, banjo's real twangy. Yeah. Yeah. Twangy. A stringed one. Yeah. Twang- banjo would be like, bang, dang, dang, dang. You know, like yeah, super, like over the top, super southern stuff like that, twanging on a banjo. And I know we're not going to talk about it because it's from the game, but this whole scene Sorry. with like this porno mag, it's like coming straight from it. It's what a lot of people wanted. And it was very funny because, again, it shows Ellie just messing with Joel, big time sense of humor. And mm-hmm. was just really funny. I know. I didn't I didn't catch on to her wee joke initially, you know, when she goes, Why are all the pages stuck together? Oh, you did I was it? like, oh, I was like, no, no, no. But yeah, she's just fucking with him, as she says. No, she's so funny. I like this whole episode. I, I mean, out of all the episodes we've had so far, this is the, the best one in terms of Joel and Ellie yes. time for sure. And like that as the episode goes on you just see their sense of humor grow and he starts to laugh along with her which is so sweet like she kind of eventually breaks him down which i just thought was so so sweet the daddy daughter trope is where it's at i honestly like i know we're, like you said brett get put in the cart before the horse but in the end when he finally starts laughing along with her i was just like sitting tearing oh. up like this is so sweet this was my favorite episode to date okay lucy what did you think what like favorite episode yeah was it because i don't, I don't know i think it, it's so hard to do it because of just the experience of episode three was yeah. such a it was a detour from the show in a good way i'm not saying it was bad it was great it was great it was great but ellie and joel played a backseat it was uh frank and bill it was really their love story it's been like two weeks since we've seen these two but mm-hmm. i agree i watched it twice and i watched it so easily because it was only for like 45 minutes or something like yeah. that upon the rewatch and the second one doing all the notes and doing the script and all that it just flew by and this is where people who are always just saying like oh no it's all about you know their their relationship hasn't been shown well here you go like this is showing it this is the bonding it feels again so natural of a 14 yeah. year old girl yeah. who has never been out in what i can only imagine is you know never been out in the world and is doing that. And so I, I I loved it as well. And it felt very, not real, natural, I guess you can say, of from the beginning to the end of Joel opening up. And then even showing yeah. at times, you know, saying like, no, 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 no. At the beginning, like here with the joke book, he's saying, don't say it. He's almost getting too personal and maybe reminding him yeah. of his daughter. 
I felt like he almost felt guilty for having a laugh with enjoying Ellie. Enjoying it, yeah. Enjoying his time with Ellie. Like, he just didn't even want to entertain it at all. It's heartbreaking. I love how every week we're like, oh, it's heartbreaking. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's, every it's, week it hurts me. It's going <laughs> to get easier. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, Yeah, I was, I was about to say that's right. You can't stay up for the episode because the episode so debuts like 4, 4 a.m. your time, doesn't it? Is that when it is? No, I'm, I'm not I think it's 8 p.m. So I think it's like 2 a.m. Yeah, you won't have it. Yeah. I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last thing I have on here, we get this sign and it's Arby's and Love's. Aww. Why is why is the show so focused on Arby's? This is like the second time they brought an Arby's up. What is I Arby's? Love it. I was about what is it? That's yeah. the you don't get a free lunch. This isn't an Arby's. Remember no, I that know line? that, but oh, I don't know what fast an Arby's food is. Oh, okay. Fast food restaurant. They have the meats. Mm -hmm. That's their slogan. They, ha they have mm -hmm. the their slogan is we have the meats. Okay. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, their big thing is like Very roast good. beef and whatnot. Yeah. I like Arby's. I actually, I went to the damn wine store, liquor store to get a Beaujolais. Oh, and they did didn't you? have it. They didn't Aww. have it. I was going to get that and was going to get some Arby's and they didn't have <laughs> the damn wine. I know. I was going to get that and some Arby's. I'm still going to do it. I just might have forgotten today <laughs> yeah. to go do it. But they didn't have that kind of wine. But yeah, mainly not just the Arby's, but Love's. Love's is a like trucker rest stop. That is the go-to place on my road trips. I literally will look up where Loves is because they're going to have the nice bathrooms. They're going to have a lot of food. Oh, is that what it's, it is? Okay. Yes. Like a service station. Yeah. It's I've where I've been to a Loves. Yeah. Loves is a big one. Like Bucky's is a huge one around like the South and like the Texas Bucky's area. scares me. Bucky's scares me. Why? <laughs> why it's so, i went once we got one about uh, an hour away <laughs> it was way too much there was a dude yeah. running around in a beaver costume people were screaming about sauce like it's sauce and i was i was like okay this is very crowded there's a lot of people in here there's a dude <laughs> over there dressed like a beaver and people are screaming at me i want to go home <laughs> is that another service station it it is and it's it's a massive gas thing. station yeah it's a gas station but it has so much shit to buy. It's yes. it's something you have to go to when you're in this area. And like, no matter where you're at, like a, one open just north of DFW. And mm. it's like the biggest fucking thing. Like, well, yeah, I was going to say my friend who went to Texas either last year or the year before has got a big Bucky's cup, <laughs> you know, like a big water yeah. bottle or something. Yeah. And it's Bucky's. The big. And he got that I'm... and a big, Beaver, massive yeah. white cowboy hat. Yeah, see, there you go. Our neighbors <laughs> have an inflatable Bucky. <laughs> oh like the character just, the character and he just stays yeah. out in the yard for holidays oh it's just the holidays it's not year round thankfully no okay <laughs> just special occasions yes. yeah bucky's is an institution that you definitely need to experience i i assume they're just kind of in the south are they maybe they're all over i don't know i think they're just like south yeah, southeast they seem to just really be south southeast but loves definitely they're all over they were my go-to when i drove up to maine and segue into that camping. When I went camping, I did that. They pull off and they go camping for the night here. And the 20 year old Chef Boyardee that they're just scarfing down. I was like, oh, it's Chef Boyardee again. Used to be just kind of a running joke. And they're just loving. She's like, this is great. And he's like, for once, I agree. Is that just, I feel like I'm just going through this Ravioli. episode. Going, what is this? What is this? What is I know. This? And I love it because it's all this stuff that's such like an American like culture yeah. thing to do. It's just, it's beef ravioli. Yeah, mm -hmm. you should have sent some and of that in your in your snack box. Some I Chef Boyardee. <laughs> I didn't think of it. Was really just snacks that I put in. I know. Yeah, yeah. Mine's still here. I haven't sent it yet. What? <sighs> I know the printer at work 
wouldn't work. So printer... I'm going to have to print oh, okay. it off tomorrow. One of my neighbors, because I need to print off those invoices. Anyway, that's okay. a whole other story. No, but yeah, just beef ravioli, some yeah. more Americana on this road trip. Uh, Joel, <laughs> Joel knows the scarecrow joke. Like he knows that joke. And I mentioned this before I said this in class. Uh, it's like one of my students, some got upset. Some were like, hey, I get that. But just the dad <laughs> jokes in there. He understands, hey, I kind of was expecting Ellie to ask, like, how do you know that? Did you have a kid? And that to really shut things up. I'm glad they didn't mm. do it because it was a fun moment that would have been ruined <laughs> by that. I know. Uh, I love that buddy. joke. We tell that joke all the time at work. So for I've that never to... heard it before. Really? It's just like, we have like a few jokes that we just recycle all the time. But every time we tell the joke, we tell it as if it's like the first time we've ever heard it. Joe! What? Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Why did the scarecrow get an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> you dick! And it's just like a stupid in thing at work. So whenever I heard her say it, I was like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I was yeah, like, she just... said the joke. She said the joke. Outstanding in his field. <laughs> Yay. So funny. Do you want to hear the other one that we say? The other joke? Oh, what is it? I was eating a pizza, a Hawaiian pizza. You might like this one, Brett. Uh, but I burnt it. Uh, I should have put the oven on Aloha setting. <laughs> yeah there you go uh, yep me there being born <laughs> in honolulu i've never heard that either oh there I've you go you can tell one. that one next She's week a low setting God. but you can set it up as if it's not a joke that's why I oh like you're that one. right oh that is a good one you're right you, i can just yeah. kind of say okay i will have to oh, do i that. had a pizza you know you can set it up that just way just go in there and be like man what's wrong oh i had a pizza burned hawaiian pizza i should put it on aloha setting and then just see them just be like <laughs> motherfucker god damn it i think that'll okay. go down well it, it probably will if i remember <laughs> that might go straight to the subconscious though it's gonna be like the brain's gonna be like no nah, we ain't remembering that shit <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going down. On that note as well, not only born, lived in Hawaii, they mentioned Cheyenne, Wyoming. And Cheyenne, Wyoming is the second place I ever lived. Born oh, in Honolulu. Really? Born in Honolulu for three years. Dad got stationed in Cheyenne, Wyoming for a year. All I remembered, oh. I was like three or four. I swear all I remembered was the fucking snow that was like mm -hmm. up to my waist, seemingly year round. After coming from Hawaii as well. What a change. That's, that's, I guess that's what happens. You get stationed in Hawaii for, I don't know, it was like four years. You're going to ship your ass to fucking Cheyenne. You're going to Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Joel gives this backstory on Tommy. And Tommy's the brother who we haven't seen since episode one. They oh, mentioned no. he's a Gulf War vet. Another thing. Like I said, everything that fucking just comes, it seems like it's something that's like to me. Because yeah. the Gulf War... It was one of the first memories I ever had was seeing H.W. Bush on TV. I was like six and saying, oh, we're, you know, unchecked aggression, all that fun stuff. And me not having a fucking clue, but just thinking mm. like, oh, war, Iraq, you know, I didn't know anything like that. And so just mentioning the Gulf War vet there again is another thing that kind of hits close to home. Says Tommy joined the Fireflies, but quits. And he's now on his own. And basically, you go for family. That was one of them lines that made me think. Oh, it broke my heart. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it. Family's why you keep going. Well, I'm not family. Your cargo. No, your cargo. <laughs> oh, my God. No, why? 
<laughs> I know. And it's just like, oh, well, maybe. But again, it's very good because it yeah. sets it, the tone, at least right now, where she is cargo. And then probably not by the end of this episode, but maybe, you know, within one that it's obviously it's going to be, you know, the crux of their relationship is this where she's obviously not going to be cargo. But it did seem very cold for him to say that openly. Yeah, I think this was a, one of the lines from the the trailer. Yes, not for yeah. this episode, but f- but for the whole series. Yeah. And I remember seeing a lot of people on Twitter being like, "This is so awful! Like, this is not the Joel Ellie relationship that we know." And I was just like, "Come on, clearly it's going to g- grow. Like, they need yeah, to set it up from something. That. You can't just go straight in at whatever they end up at." But I thought it was a good line. It's a yeah. it's a good good line to have in the trailer. I think I have a fun thing. That I, I meant to do it in the opener, but now I'm going to do it at the end of the episode. It's oh, going to no. be a new segment that okay. I know. And I Lucy doesn't know about it. <laughs> it's something that I'm going to go through it. So, And it might have to do with something like this. I kind of can't wait to do it. Let me just All put right. it this way. It has to do with Reddit comments. Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I know. And I can't wait to do it. But we'll get there. We, we will get there eventually. <laughs> All right, so, um, oh, I didn't say that, yeah, they go to Kansas City. Oh, no, I haven't got there yet. Fuck me. All right. They go to Kansas City, a Sara Lee truck, yum. Sara Lee's like cakes and snacks and all that. Oh. Yeah. So I saw something that said that that's why he got out of the car was to go check the Sara Lee truck. (laughs) I didn't even notice it was a Sara Lee truck. Oh, you didn't? Okay. (laughs) I didn't pay attention to that at all. I don't know. I've started, usually at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, Try to watch for all of this, you know, stuff that mm-hmm, they put yeah. in, and then I'm I'm too taken by everything else. I'm like, fuck it, I can't, I can't do all that shit. I'll just wait for the comments to do it. So blocks are away, and they decide to go around. And this is kind of another one of those things that may play into what I was going to get into later, where people are just like, oh, why didn't Joel? That stupid of Joel to do this. Da 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 da. He should have done blah blah blah. And they like criticize yeah. the bad characterization of a show for doing this when it's like, this is the fucking regular dude, like. You make mistakes in real life. Look in real life and history and all that. You have so many times you look and be like, why the fuck did that guy do that? It's because they're human and they make yeah. mistakes. And right here, he looked at it and was just like, ah, we can go around it. And so that kind of just thing gets super annoying when people nitpick on the decision-making process of a clearly like flawed characters that we're supposed to be watching. In like exceptional circumstances as well, where you can't be expected to make perfect decisions all the time. When you've got to make a decision immediately, you mm-hmm. don't have time to sit and think back sometimes of what's going to be the best thing. They just have to make a decision now. Yeah. And he's in a hurry too. So yeah. he made the decision that would get him there faster. And I saw people also talking about, oh, they would have taken this road. They would have done so-and-so like who the fuck knows what roads are blocked off. Oh, no. Maybe if Come people on. are trying to set up ambushes, <laughs> they're literally going to block every other road which wouldn't have been hard considering these places would have been abandoned and then we saw in the field tanks and everything like that to funnel them into an ambush and they're like whoa what, why don't they take like smaller highways the fucking infrastructure nothing's been upkept for 20 years like the shit's yeah. gonna fall apart mm-hmm. and so i don't know that stuff is just like dumb nitpicking from not maybe just not thinking this is 20 years after nobody's been taking care of anything yeah you wouldn't get I- very far no like the buildings falling down. I don't know. Maybe people yeah, exactly. need to think about the upkeep of infrastructure is not, I don't know. Again, maybe those workers are being taken for granted. And maybe this will be their call to be like, hey, 
Maybe we need to start getting raises and all that. Hopefully they do. So they get ambushed, as we mentioned before, cinder block to the windshield. And I was so glad that the windshield did not burst like everything does in every show. Talking about like realism. Usually you break a window and the window just shatters. I'm like, that's not how windows work. You know, they yeah. do what happens here. They're designed not to shatter. So that was kind of a nice touch. Especially windshields are like super. Especially windshields. Because yeah. again, could you just imagine all that glass shattering into? That was a nice little realistic touch. They crash this truck. They get into a shootout. And Jesus Christ, this shit, this shit was rough. Not only just kind of like the shooting and whatnot. It was very real and visceral. I love that. There wasn't music telling us how to feel. And we kind of had it from Joel's and then Ellie's perspective. It was fucking frightening as hell. And then Joel has his little fight with a guy named Brian. And goddamn, this was tough. It was horrific. But one of the moments that I really loved is when Joel's like trying to prepare Ellie to go through the hole in the wall. And she's kind of like obviously very dazed and distracted. And he just goes, look at me. And then they've got this moment where they're face to face. And he's just staring at her being like, this is what you need to do. You need to go over there. And she's like, okay. And she follows his instructions really clearly. But I just thought it was a really important moment for them where she like fully trusted him. But yeah, the 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 boy that she ends up shooting in the back. Oh, it's horrific when he cries out for his mom at the end. It's so mm. like, I don't know, it pained my chest a little bit, I think. Yeah, because like he said he couldn't feel his legs too. So it's almost yeah. like one of those scenarios where could they have just let him squeal in the corner over there? Or did they like have to kill him type situation? But it was it was rough. It was rough. If anybody out there has been, feel free to obviously let us know. But something like that where you'd get paralyzed, it would be like, holy shit, I can't fucking feel my legs. Like, it would be scary in the fact that your legs aren't working. A realistic response. And he went from saying, you're going to die, motherfucker. I'm going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. To instantly trying to beg and bargain for his life, talking for his mom, and he's screaming for that right before Joel stabs him. You can call it like an ambiguity or something like that. Like the guy deserved, uh, to me, the guy deserved to die. He was going to kill Joel. He was going to kill yeah. Joel. They were going to do God knows what to maybe Ellie. You know what I mean? Like who the hell knows? But probably kill whatever. They've probably done this to so many people. Oh, I'm a fucking deserve to die. But you can still feel like something the humanity in how it went down and i hope people kind of take that away as well i do feel like they've humanized a lot of the the bad guys and like they almost make you feel like oh they're they're not that bad they're not that bad they're just doing what anybody else would do they have their reasons yeah mm -hmm. and they kind of they do hit on that with joel later on saying Hey, I've been on both sides of this and they don't elaborate, but we're made to kind of, again, infer from that. Oh shit. Joel did that. And she asked, killed innocent people. Yeah. We need to keep moving. <laughs> like he's not, he's not going to answer that. So now we can imagine at some point Joel did that and he fucking killed innocent men, women, families. Like what the hell was he a part of? Mm -hmm. And so I do like that. They put that in there. Hopefully people kind of take that and it's not just white knight Joel perfect person, you know? I think that also then gives him the reason as to why he knew he had to kill that guy. Mm -hmm. Because if, I think even if he was bargaining and begging for his life and calling out for his mother, if he had got back to his family, he would have instantly tried to rat out 
Joel and Ellie and tried to give away their information. He wouldn't, even though he was saying, you know, we can be friends, we can trade. That yeah. wouldn't have happened. I think Joel knows that from being on both sides. Yeah, so he, he had, knew to, he had to do it. Yeah, he had to kill him. Like, and that's and that's honestly to me, it's why I don't feel. I can feel bad for him as being like a fucking human with some kind of empathy, but ultimately I don't feel bad because that's part of the game, if you will. That guy was playing the game and he fucking lost. Like he wasn't yeah. watching his back. He and he he lost it, and it's tough. And you know I'm you know I'm glad that they they did show that. I'm glad they are somewhat humanizing it. I don't think no matter what I would ever do what they're doing though. I don't think I would ever be a fucking like ambusher killing like random people. Oh, you think if you were in the city? Um, yeah. No, mm, I would. I would never like. Again, you're right. People. Do what you do to survive. But I just, I wouldn't. I would never fucking just kill like random people and take all their stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would not do that. I'd make sure they're bad first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's showing too. That, like there is no good guys. There are no bad guys. Like it's just you survive or you don't. Yeah, and you got to do what you got to do to keep you and yours safe. And I feel like Joel's been doing that. I feel like the 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 bad guys are doing that, at least in their heads, they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we didn't really see, we've kind of been led to believe that Fedra is bad, right? By the Bill and yeah. Frank episode of them just killing everybody and taking over their fascist, their military dictatorship. And so these people here, I have it in here as hunters. Dude, they, I don't think they ever say that in the show. That's me just taking that from the games, right? Yeah. I don't know what that is. So, yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think they said it. I think, but it's, I think it's hunters from the game. So I, I don't know what, I didn't know what else to call them. They didn't have like a name. So, uh, spoiler, yeah. sorry. <laughs> when y'all, when you'll get to Pittsburgh, not, uh, Kansas City, uh, you'll kind of see that. And so with them, it's just, okay, they've overthrown it, but now they're kind of just become pirates, but not fun pirates of the Caribbean. They've become no. like urban yeah. post apocalyptic pirates. So yeah, it's like one is bad. One kind of goes from there, but we've kind of only seen them from this episode. So I guess we'll just kind of have to see what they go to there. I don't know. But we do get to see their hideout. And Kathleen, played by Melanie Linsky. Have y'all do y'all remember her from anything? Have y'all ever heard of her before? I know of her from Two and a Half two Men. A... She is Rose. <laughs> okay. And I've never seen I... that show. Really? I haven't, so but haven't either. Really? Yeah. I know of it. It's I the Ashton Kutcher, Two and a Half Men, yeah. Well, he was or he was in the newer Sheen, version Charlie of it. Charlie Sheen was like oh, the you're OG. Right. That's right. He took over. He was um the guy from the 80s, the 80s actor. I can't remember his name. He's in all the 80s movies. Who? The um, other guy that's in the movie. The oh, other man. okay, yeah. Yeah, but then Charlie Sheen left, and I think Ashton yes, Kutcher replaced right. him. That's what it was, yes. I used to watch that show all the time. I don't know what channel it was on, but it wasn't a local to us. Would have Did been on like comedy. It? I loved it. Oh, I loved Chuck it Laurie, so much. No. And Rose was just hilarious. She's she a like neighbor. The, she, yeah, she's like the strange okay. woman that lives That's next door, right. and she always just comes around to the house. And I think she's in love with Charlie Sheen or one of them. Ooh. And I can't remember how it goes, but she's just re, she's just hilarious in this show. And I saw her, and I was just like, "Is that not Rose?" Like, cause she, she was just kind of a comedy comedy relief actress. You know, it wasn't like a super serious character or anything. I know she's probably been in so much more. That's all I know her from. So I was like, okay, okay, Melanie. She was really good in this episode. I actually didn't like her. <laughs> you oh, didn't? didn't like her? I did not like Kathleen at all. Okay, well, you didn't like the character or you didn't like the portrayal? I don't know if it's necessarily both or okay. just the character. I don't know if it's how like she was portrayed. I didn't find her very charismatic. 
Mm. And for me, the entire time, I'm like, how does this, how did this person, how did Kathleen become a leader of this mm. big of a group? But she doesn't seem very charismatic. Like, Is that when me, she, she was giving her speech, trying to like rile them up to say, go out and find Henry? I, yeah. The speech, the, mm. the way she was talking to the guy in the cell. I, for, for some reason, I just did not find her very charismatic. And I'm like, how did you get this many people to follow you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like the betrayal in this episode. Maybe like she'll have like a different development later. I didn't like her. I'm glad that you mentioned that because co-showrunner and the guy who wrote most of these episodes, I believe included this one, Craig Mazin, actually said he wants people to have your opinion and think that after this episode. Oh, oh yeah, he actually did I, it. I know. And so I'm assuming they're going to explain more of it in tonight's episode, episode five. And because you're, you're exactly right. I kind of had that thing too. I'm like, this is interesting. They're portraying somebody who is not big. Uh, Perry, the guy who, who, you know, with the AR-15 and the vest and all yeah. that. And the fucking beard looking like a fucking special ops agent. Or, you know, uh, special forces agents. I should say like Afghanistan mm -hmm. or something like that. He's the one who's very much taking orders from her. He's the guy who looks like he should be in charge. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I've seen some people say this as well, where maybe in like this post-apocalyptic world that maybe it's somebody who doesn't have to be like that it can be a logistical person and we know that her brother was killed by fedra so mm -hmm. somehow she must have organized this fucking overthrow of fedra where all these people are following her following her and so you're right i'm so excited now almost more than like to see henry and sam to mm -hmm. see how they do explain this because i've never seen it in the show before yeah, because she is, she just wasn't very charismatic. And was it what was his name? Brian? That was the guy yeah. who got shot in the back and lost feeling in his legs. Wasn't that her child? Because he kept saying, My mom will trade with you. My mom will trade with you. Oh, Meaning that shit. that's like the big person, right? So like, isn't that and his they mom? Did oh God. How did And they I showed her, her right. like her child? Yes. And she didn't even barely glance at him. She looked immediately yeah. to the other guy. Can he be saved? And like, can a doctor save him? And they're like, oh, there's no hope for him. She didn't even glance twice at this boy who was screaming bloody murder for his mama. And I, I think that might also partially be the reason I can't stand Kathleen. Because like, that's <laughs> your that's your child. And you're okay just looking at him and completely blowing him off. She never mentions him again. Mm. But see, I actually, now that you mentioned that, first off, I feel so stupid for not realizing. I never picked up on that either. <laughs> no, but now you, now that you mentioned it, it, when they go, they're like, oh, Brian, they zoom in on him and you're right. Like they oh, go to him first, I should say. But mm. now that makes me honestly understand why she's in charge more because she looks at it and she's like, even though that's my kid, he's dead. He's gone. It's done. Can we save this person who's not dead? And then once it becomes, you know, once he's not dead. It might have been the dumb decision to kill a fucking doctor. That's probably stupid. Yeah, I didn't get but, that thought process. <laughs> no, but that's how she's in charge now because she's fucking cutthroat. She's cold-blooded. She doesn't have to be a 6'4", 220-pound guy with a beard and an AR-15. Mm -hmm. She's the one that can make these fucking decisions because not only does he make that decision, as we'll get to, she kind of sees the floor coming up and she's like, we'll worry about that later. Yeah, to that guy's... Um you can tell that he's not oh, he's on board like, oh, with that fuck. decision. I don't know about this. He's like, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I'm. I'm so glad you mentioned that because now yeah. I think that I think that plays into it that she's fucking cutthroat, maybe logistical, 
And that's why she's in charge. You don't need the big bad guy who's just going to blow away somebody. Oh, fuck, never mind. She just blew away that doctor. <laughs> 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 never yeah. mind. Okay. So um, let's get into that. What about killing? How many doctors could there possibly be in this city, in this group, and in this world? Because oh, you need man. someone out there that has an MD who went through it. I don't believe that you can just teach someone how to do it. Like, I think you'd have to have diagrams. You'd have to have mm. all of this stuff to see what it's like books, not just show somebody, oh, this is it. Oh, this is it. This guy's a fucking like OBGYN because he said I delivered you. Yeah. And so I just that that decision right there of all the dumb things. This to me is dumber than just putting off the moving floor. Like you've got to keep your doctors around. Yeah. And she's just angry. I thought that she went back and did that purely because I think she in the first scene when she's with the guy in the cell, the doctor she says you don't think i'm gonna do it and she has mm -hmm. a gun on his head and he likes very subtly shakes his head i'm your doctor so i don't know yeah. if she just went back just to prove a point because she's like he said i wouldn't so i'm gonna go back and show him that i will but i agree pretty bad decision 20 years into the apocalypse as well we haven't got any new up-and-coming doctors yeah i don't think there's any medical schools open no <laughs> I think she's just acting out of rage. And that's yeah. kind of like scary at the fact too, that people are following somebody that angry. Cause at that point, like they're not going to think clearly too. And they're just going to do whatever it takes to, you know, get their revenge or fix their anger issues. Yeah. And now I kept talking her up for doing it. Now I keep just walking it back. But, now that, <laughs> but that plate, it does. Cause you're right. That plays against the cold and calculating thing. It'd be like, okay, this guy might have done this. He might have sold out your brother. He might know where Henry is, which what the fuck? I mean, I think we know where she wants to get Henry because he sold him out. But to do that is a rash, dumb decision. And so, OK, maybe she's a bad leader. <laughs> maybe, she, maybe she is from that moment on. So I'm, I am so excited to see. Yeah, Kathleen tonight. I think more than that. But we mentioned we mentioned Perry earlier. And I put in here, it was Tommy. Oops, I mean Perry. Because this is the voice actor, Jeffrey Pierce, who played Tommy in the games. And it was so recognizable. He's very cool. I haven't he played is. the games, so I don't I don't know the voice. But he's a very cool guy. I like his whole look. I don't know if this is his real life look or is this the look that they dressed him up in. But it's <laughs> awesome. You know, I mean the beard and the hair and everything, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe get rid of the like post-apocalyptic world stuff, but like yeah, 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 look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's in that's awesome to see that they're putting in people that were in the games in these roles. And this is a decently prominent role. It's you know, it's a voice. He's kind of second in command here. And I assume he'll have a lot more to do tonight. So, you know, it's it's good to see that the people in the games coming back and you get to do the DiCaprio thing that yeah. I've done 87 times so far <laughs> with every little thing. Uh, to do it so we get some joel and ellie bonding time and another fucking cool realistic thing here is they discuss his hearing loss and it's later on they just mentioned that it's probably from shooting and that's good because guns are fucking loud they are so much louder than they're portrayed in hollywood movies which is fine because we don't need it that loud in the audience but mm -hmm. they are stupid loud especially we talk about like a western we talk about like a six shooter or something like that any kind of revolver is almost the loudest thing I've ever fucking heard when I shot those. And so I did enjoy that they're saying that he's losing his hearing. He's 56 years old. He's not the fucking Superman from the games. And I just like that they, you know, that they showed that he is a fucking human here. 
And when he struggles to get up the stairs and he says, oh. I'm 56 years old, you little shit. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah, I love that they're making him a realistic old dad. <laughs> Damn. Well, climbing up 33 flights of stairs and being I almost know. 60 is pretty good. Like, I hope I'm in that good of shape when I'm about that age. Exactly. He needs some zombie land. Wasn't it like lesson number one cardio in zombie yeah. land? I think it was one of the lessons. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but cardio is one of them. We need an emergency zombie land episode oh, no. on the we main, do, we do. On, on the main <laughs> feed there. Could you imagine how sore he would be after that though? Like I'm kind of yeah. like curious as to how he's gonna like get up. Because after leg day, you yes, know, it's hard yeah. to like do anything. So yeah. if you need to do your cardio from an emergency lesson plan, like <laughs> like I can't yeah. imagine trying to run and your thighs hurt so bad. So I'm curious as to how that might play in too. I don't have time for a rest day in the apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah, there never is. When, yeah, there is no rest. I'm two days. I did leg day two days ago, and I can still Damn. feel it. And I, the stair stepper, though, the I, worst. It, yes, it is. It's always the second day, and I'm just god flipping awful at stretching and yoga. I do some kind of foam rolling, but I need to do more of that. But I'm just, I'm just lazy. But I do tend to always get on a stair stepper because of just how fucking hard it is. I put it up to like the sixth or seventh level, and after five minutes, I am, which I think may be. Somewhere around like the 40, 50, I don't know, whatever the steps are, stair, uh, not steps, stairs, fucking store, step. Stories? Stories, Christ uh, on the cross, there we go. what am I doing? <laughs> steps, st 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 stairs, store, store, stories, there you go. It's somewhere around there, and man, I'm just full on sweat and dogging it. And so, yeah, like, stair stepping is great if your knees are good. If your knees are bad, I don't, don't do stair stepping. Honestly, I go on that for a minute and I'm dying. Dead. It's yeah, good, it's, I know you need to. I need. I need to force yeah. myself to do it to get good at it because I think it is a really good one. It's 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 great, and yeah, now oh, that's what we need to do. We all need to go out and see how long we can go, and the buy <laughs> line is thirty three for a fifty six year old. Thirty three flights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, see if we can for, do it. We're a fifty six year old man there. Uh, New I workout the challenge for the next episode. <laughs> that's what it is. I, you know, I've been meaning to, that's what we can do because I've been meaning to do them like we did for the Witcher ones, like do one for yeah. clickers, do one for runners, do one for. Well, they haven't said it, the other ones yet, so we'll get in there and eventually do that for there. I do love here they do like the shooting lessons. He kind of says what to do, grip the hand, kind of shows it, take away. Again, very good. That way Ellie doesn't just pop off, you know, mowing people down with the gun. It's, again, realistic, if you will, to showing that. And he says you'll shoot your ass off. And this is a stretch for me, but it's from, like, Christmas Story. When it's, you'll shoot oh, your eye God, out, I kid. hate the Christmas Story. Why? <laughs> what is that? I had to watch it for 24 hours straight every holiday growing oh, up. I hate the movie. I hate the leg oh. lamp. <laughs> no. I hate so... Christmas Story, but I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, God damn it. I know that that was a reference towards the Christmas <laughs> Story. Chris, Christmas Story is, I think it's 19... 80 or 81 or something like that it's a christmas movie it takes place in like 48 sometime right after world war ii i think it's the late 40s and it's just a kid who wants a red rider bb gun and the whole thing is you'll shoot your eye out kid you'll shoot your eye out kid well he shoots at the end he fucking shoots it ricochets and it breaks his glasses Ooh. and it's so much part of americana and i can get it where if you had to watch it every tbs the station here runs a 24 hours of it from 7 oh. p.m central christmas <laughs> eve it to 7 p.m. Central Christmas night. And so, mm. yes, if you if you forced to watch it as a kid that whole time, for 24 hours, I can Every understand Every TV in the house. Okay, that's a bit much. Okay, you, I'll, I will okay like You go that. from one room to the other room and you can't, like, <laughs> escape it. 
because if you turn it off it would just get turned right back i hate that movie <laughs> god that's i might have to watch that one now. i hate it <laughs> yeah it's very much and again make no mistake about it it's <laughs> the ultimate like boomer Americana because it's about yeah. a kid in the late 40s to 50s. And so, yes, I can get it from that sense. But yeah, I don't know. It's I guess I've seen it the right amount of times for it to still be like, oh, OK, but not too much. Not 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 24 hours. I can see that. <laughs> All right. Um, We mentioned earlier Perry and Kathleen have some renovations to do because the floor is fucking moving and you might know what this is if you watch the previews ahead i guess we won't spoil it in case some people don't watch the previews although no one's got this this episode might not even be out before the next episode because i don't know if i can edit it that quick enough but fuck it we won't get in there <laughs> the thing to me that gets out of this is kathleen is like nah that's good we're good bro let's go find henry and it's like the floor is fucking moving what the hell is under there to do this i wasn't sure what it was because initially when you see it and it looks like a crater I was like, oh, it looks like, do you remember in a few episodes ago where they showed where the bombs hit the cities? Oh, it was like yeah, a big yeah. crater. And I was like, why is that in the building? And then Bomb it starts indoors. moving. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. what's under there? But I know they've, I remember Tess, I think in episode two, was talking about how every few years the infected take a little bit more, like the the tendrils take a little bit more of the city and they have to move further and further out. So I think that in my head, that's what I went back to and was like, ah, so this is what she means when the city's getting taken from under the ground and there's creatures under there, which are maybe more, not more infected, but more advanced infected. I don't know. I've, I've seen the preview. I don't know. I don't I was know what say, it, is. <laughs> it might be like a boss. A boss fight. Yeah. <laughs> a boss maybe under there. <laughs> I really like how they've done that, though. Like, I really like how they've done it. Um, like the the roots and the way it's just going yeah. around and things. I really like what they've done with that. I like it over the spores that they did from the game. Yeah, for sure. That it's more of a hive mindset, also with the infected, which we didn't see any of them this episode. No, we didn't. There were no infected, which is good because again, you know, this is about the people, and this is the horrors of the people. Which again, to me. Bandits like this, people like this will always be much more terrifying than fucking infected zombies, no matter what oh, their yeah. portrayals are. I feel like Joel has turned into the TikTok sound of, uh-oh, people. Yeah. And, like, you guys know what I'm talking about? I feel like that's what he said, like, multiple times. Oh. Now it's my <laughs> turn to say, kid. I don't know what y'all are talking about or what, what's being talked no, about. It's so cute. There's this little kid, and uh, she just kind of goes, uh-oh. And then I was like, well, what's wrong? And she turns around, she's like, people. And then just <laughs> okay, that's pretty it's good. so cute. So I feel people. like Joel is fitting into that right now. Uh oh, people. Okay, next time I'm gonna Google that here and I'll I'll watch it next time. Uh, I can't so believe cute. you miss out on all the Pedro Pascal TikToks. Oh my god, Pedro Pascal TikToks are just so it's nice. Insane, like he's daddy is cute. a state of mind. He is. He owns the internet right now. It's insane. Yes, he does. Have you seen the uh, edit where he's talking to an interviewer and he's uh, or I think she says, "Hey, daddy." He's like, "Oh, hey, mama." Hey, I'm mama. like, "Oh yeah." Oh, if somebody would call me that, like. I love him so oh, much. He's just it. embracing it as well. He's yes. fully embracing it and he rolling with it. He's the cool slutty daddy. Yeah, it's amazing. There you go. Yeah, we're all we're all sluts here <laughs> on this podcast. I'll own that's it. A, that's I a soundbite. Yeah, we're is, all yeah. sluts. We're all sluts here. Well, oh, I, he's wonderful. I'll say that for me. The thing with TikTok is anyone that people like want to send me, they'll send me to it and I'll watch it. Mm -hmm. And Instagram, like the reels 
are enough of a distraction for me that if I just yeah. get caught on them, I'll be in there. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. TikTok to me almost seems worse. And a lot, is, a lot yeah. of the stuff I'll know from kids at school, they'll they'll kind of say what it is. If it's any kind of big trend, usually they'll be doing the dance or trying to get me in on it. And so that's <laughs> kind of how I keep up with it is what are they asking me to do? Okay, that's what's popular now on TikTok. Yeah. Are they trying to get out of my class to go do in the hallway? Is the latest trend. Yep. <laughs> Uh, to do in there okay i just i just watched the uh uh-oh people (laughs) (laughs) pointing behind yeah because it's because it's true and that's that's the biggest Mm -hmm. danger of all is is the people all right so we get joel and ellie skulking through the city and this to me is also where it's terrifying like when you're in a suburb i know the suburbs in a rural area i know the rural areas but cities to me can be kind of overpowering it, overbearing at times. If you don't really yeah. know where you're do- do- going, you get kind of turned around. A post-apocalyptic city, a post-apocalyptic city here, where they're going through, you know, alley to alley, door to door, where there could be someone waiting to fucking kill you. There could be someone looking at you right there. To me, would be the most fucking terrifying. People watching from the roofs. Just people watching any from moment, windows. get shot at. Any There's noise. So many, yeah. It's not like you're in a big open field where you can see everything. No, no like the Shaun of the Dead, like that kind of maybe sm- <laughs> yeah. smaller city like that or the suburb where I'm at, it'd be fun as hell because I know it. The city, uh-uh, I'm fucking dead. No Google Maps. No, I'm a goner. <laughs> Can't see the sun because the fucking high rise. Yeah. The, the skyscrapers, that'd be, that would be terrible. But... We, we, get, we get a funny joke here. My line of the episode where she lets him in from getting there. Where would you be by now? He's like, what, Wyoming? <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> walked into that one. I was like, yeah, you yeah. did. Their little jokes are so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like I find the way that they've done the humor in this show just so realistic. And just, it is. Yeah. I love how it petty is. they are. Yeah. <laughs> like they're extremely petty. Like yeah. even back when like Joel was drinking his coffee and she's like, oh, this this smells like burnt shit. And he makes sure that he slurps it louder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like, I just love how petty he, like, both of them are, really. It is it funny. Perfectly. Again, it is very much the humor of a teenage girl that, yeah. you know, I see so much of that it's just great. And Joel's opening up. Uh, we mentioned here you went up 33 floors. And Ellie's like, no, you lazy ass. Let's get moving. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> Again. But, hey, you know what? You got to keep moving. You don't want to get, you know, you don't want to get caught there. Uh, we mentioned before about the ambushes. He's been on both sides, Tess and Tommy too. And I don't think that they're ever going to flash back and show that. I don't think we need no. it, but mm-hmm. I do. And this goes from, and again, I won't get too into it. It goes from, to me, a lot of people from the games, because we've been with Joel the whole time and he is the hero and we love him and we love Ellie, that Joel gets into this, like I said before, this white knight that he's this fucking hero and it's explicitly clear, especially more in the games, he's a bad fucking dude. And he's done some really bad shit. And he's been a bad dude up until we meet him with Ellie. Like, this is not a good person when we meet him. And I just hope they lean into this more, that he's done a bunch of bad shit. And maybe like Tess, he's trying to write it towards the end of his life. It'll be interesting when, well, if, when they do meet back up with Tommy if that starts to come out a bit more, if Joel's suddenly trying to be a better person and Tommy's like, what are you doing, man? Like, we're not this type of person. Let's go raiding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a girl there? We're going to sell her, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, maybe that's a little too dark. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. On that note, also, another thing that Craig Mazin has said is at this point, he said it's going to differ a lot from the games. Ooh. That things are going to start being pretty different. And so, you know, how different it gets, I do think they're going to keep hitting on the main things that happen. But yeah. is, it, is it different like, oh, we're doing Kansas City instead of Pittsburgh? Or is it different saying, oh, this character may die this character may not die and so now mm. it's kind of as it deviates again from that source material we know it'll be interesting to see what they do how people respond to it well that i want them to respond like angry gamers so i can yes. make fun of them bring our gamers oh i am i'm <laughs> telling you i have like i said it has been a long ass fucking couple of weeks i've had multiple yeah existential crises about my future i am just not fucking feeling it because the shitty fucking the shitty gamer takes have come out because of episode three because yeah. gay people exist in this show which i guess they didn't anyway that's a whole other thing when they're like oh no gay. Uh, lucy i told you about that comment where someone said not watching ellie's gay i'm like did you play the game oh like what is wrong with you like how do you not get that <laughs> point yeah it was weird though because even talking to people at work who are not gamers, not like they have no idea about anything like that. So I was saying, you know, what do you think of episode three? And they're like, I don't understand why, why they did that. Why would they have to do this? You know, why, why was there a gay couple? And I was just like, well, the fact that you are so uncomfortable with it kind of reinforces to me why they need to do stuff like that, because it shouldn't yeah. be so abnormal to you. And it's just, it was so weird coming from speaking to you, Brett, and obviously Luke and Maria, who we had on last week, we had such a great chat about it, to just going into other people being like, why would they do that? I was like, wow, <laughs> this is why it needs to be done. They have a beautiful love story. Oh, I loved episode three so much. It I don't is. think I'm ready to watch it again, though. I'm No, I only watched it the one time. Oh, yeah. But, but on that note, we're going to go straight to the new segment that I was going to create because it All has right. to do with this. This is Reddit posts, okay? okay? And this is a perfect one right here. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. Episode three was incredibly mediocre, lazy, and felt like a waste of time. <laughs> so the entire premise of the story is the relationship between Joel and Ellie. In the game, almost every character acts as a foil to this. Bill is a foil for Joel as he acts different with Ellie around Bill and still refuses to humanize with her. Whatever Bill's the least interesting character in the game, but at least it adds another character to the dynamic and is still interesting. In the show, Joel and Bill meet once. What They only showed it once. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they only showed it once. Their backstory doesn't need to be explained. But if you need filler or want to expand on something more bizarre reason, tell a story and make it interesting. The show takes the lazy route of fleshing out Bill and Frank's relationship. But why should we as the viewer care? Why is essentially an entire episode dedicated to their relationship as if we we're going to care about them after knowing them for 30 minutes? Bill is not a likable character, and we don't need to see how he met Frank or what happened because it's not because it's irrelevant to the main story and literally adds nothing. I'm not going to get invested into a romance that has four time skips in between and is incredibly rushed, forced with no chemistry. <gasps> if you want to, if you, this is why I'm doing it. If you want to add and expand on it, then great, but make it relevant to the story in a more impactful note and make it interesting, fun, or at least emotional. What? I'm oh, almost but, done. Uh, I'm almost oh, done. done. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. 
It was honestly boring. I thought at the very least Joel and Ellie would meet Frank, and it was uh, and he was who was quite likable character, which her interaction would have been interesting to see. No, it's because they are lady right. Sorry, not lady, because they lady are lazy. Writer. They are lady. They are lazy writers. Lady writers. Where they both kill themselves before Joel shows up. So we didn't get to see the dynamic between them or any other dialogue other than a note. The entire episode essentially built towards the climax of them reading that note. Here's one suggestion I literally just thought that's more interesting to prove how bad the HBO writers are. Have Joel and Ellie find the note before we see the flashback. It makes us actually care and have an interest in their characters. Oh, God. Like, I want to talk about the game so bad, but I, I can't. Oh, like, ah, just, this is frustrating. I know. I know. But oh. I, this is where, and I read that off because the, so many of these fucking things, the Last of Us HBO series subreddit was so fucking good <laughs> until episode three when all yeah. these fucking jack wagons came in to just say all this stuff about episode three. And here's the good thing. It got super downvoted. Everybody was yelling good. at them. But again, it's stuff right there that I just have to start talking about and just making fun of because these are the type of fucking people I'm just going to start fucking making fun of because they need to be ridiculed for this just insane. Okay. Like to say that wasn't emotional. Like, Jesus. I know. Christ, I know. What dude. are they watching? Like, what are you doing? How could they not be emotional at the strawberry giggle? Yeah. And then like, it didn't have any emotional impact or any positive impact or any type of impact at all in the story. I'm like, it did, though. Like, the the whole thing at the very end of the episode is a huge impact on, like, Joel. <laughs> like, ah! it's this massive ick that people are <laughs> like that. I know. And I, I'm hashtag sorry, not sorry that I had to read it off. Because I could just see <laughs> in my peripheral vision y'all just, like, squirming and just... <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> it just kept going. It's good, though, that that gets shouted down and yeah. that people are understanding that even in and of itself, like the story, if someone didn't feel for that, I genuinely felt like bad for them, that they couldn't at least empathize with those characters. On just the human storytelling level. Like It was very well told. It was yes. very well told. The beginning I was a little like concerned about just because like I like didn't feel like it fit like what's the word I'm looking for like was their characters like in the story that they created I felt like it got a little bit awkward but like after that and like it starts to show how their love develops and that they're like a team and that they're going together and then they have like this positive impact with each other i was like this is just gorgeous like how could anybody not like this especially the strawberries and like oh, you I can't know. do it on the strawberries and then i oh uh, it's just uh it's just uh <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best way i can describe it that's just like massive so. ick that people can't like appreciate a love story and if like the writers are going to change like you know the source material or whatever it's different than the source material if they make it fit the story that they're creating and it's like they tie everything in in the story that they are creating for the series. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And that was just a long winded way for them to say, I don't like gay people. Yeah. Like that's all that was about was in any way to say you don't want to see this other than say, just say you don't like gay people, dude. Like just say you don't want to see gay people on your screen and get over it. Instead of justifying saying it's bad storytelling and bad yeah. writing, it's like, that's, okay, come ugh. on now. Come on. Come on. It's wild. 
Because the dialogue wasn't stiff. Nothing was no, like... No, everything about it flowed and was smooth yes. and played off the previous scenes in dialogue. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because mm -hmm. like there are shows that have really bad dialogue, really bad acting, really bad storytelling in general, and this is just not it. No. Yeah. This ain't it, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. There was... I'm sorry I went on a tangent. No, no. Um, no. no that, hey, I... I decided that the podcast was going great and to stick the uh, stick into the spokes of the wheel and we just, ch -ch -ch -ch. but I could, I couldn't help myself because I was waiting for that. I'm like, we just brought up episode three. I have to do it. So I don't know that what we're going to call it, woman. but I love doing that because I just, I'm going to start making fun of these fucking people, like not ignoring them. I'm going to put it out there and we're going to make fun of them. And I know they're never going to listen, but maybe they will. Maybe think, they'll oh, hear they read it my day. And if they are listening to this, Either change the way you think or unsubscribe. <laughs> don't listen yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah, we don't want that. Okay. We're getting towards the end. I couldn't quite wait. Uh, couldn't quite make it there. Uh, we talked about the ambushes, the bedside chatter again. It's oh. been such a harrowing episode. They start talking. She mentions about the poor hearing in his right ear, and he does wake up with his right ear there. He doesn't hear, you know, Sam and Henry come in and talk about the loud guns, the jokes, the dad jokes and the puns. And I just loved joel's reaction and his because i say this so many times i don't say this to the kids but in my head i'm just like that is so goddamn stupid yeah and then i'll start <laughs> laughing too and i'm laughing at these jokes and they're bonding and it's great and i just love that goddamn stupid energy great way you to see him end it. yeah you see him relax almost a little bit and let his guard down and just appreciate that she's just a kid trying to make him laugh and She's funny. She's telling these really stupid jokes and she thinks they're hilarious. It's probably the first time she's had a joke book and she's experiencing all these stupid things for the first time. And it's probably just funny to him seeing the innocence of it all and her finding this stupid joke so hilarious. I think he was just so adorable when he was lying there. And also when they're having this before the jokes and they're having a conversation, he asks her about, you know, what were you saying earlier when you said you hurt somebody? I loved that they were both facing away from each other or the, yeah Ellie was facing him and Joel turned to back speak to her, her and yeah. she turned away and then she turned back and it was just they're trying to have this moment but they're not quite there yet so they just go to the jokes and it was so sweet and that's the first time we see Joel laugh and yeah. over five hours into the series <laughs> like since the apocalypse has happened <laughs> yeah the the earlier jokes when he's siphoning the gas he's just looking around like jesus what the fuck like yeah. go to the car go to the truck go in there <laughs> and yes the the joke she sets it up well if i have a serious question oh, okay you know diarrhea is hereditary huh <laughs> it runs in your genes That's so goddamn stupid and he just laughs and laughs and it again it goes to the humanism and the realism of it like you said lucy he lets his guard down and he sleeps in his right bad ears, the one up. And sure enough, what we can assume, I know the synopsis already said it, is this mm -hmm. is Henry with the little kid who has his face painted like the superheroes they saw uh, before where they were. And like gun to him. And our duo is now apparently held captive. And that's the end of the episode. So no more, no more fun and jokes. They got gun no. to their head. Yeah, <laughs> this is serious now. Yeah. I was very surprised at how little the kid was. Yeah, he looks like 10 Maybe years old, five. something like oh, that. Oh, he thinks that young? I think he's like little because yeah. like he has his I'm face horrible. painted. Okay. 
I'm horrible um, with ages, so maybe. Yeah, I honestly have no idea how old a child I, is. Like, they could be a teenager for all I know. I'm like, the face paint. The fact <laughs> yeah. that he's still wanting to paint in his face makes me think that he's like five to seven, maybe. Like, he looks so much younger than Ellie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And Man. I was very baffled at how little he looks. And, like, even his drawings, like, that they picked up earlier in the episode. That's a good point. That's true. He looks the very little. Looks... Well, the drawings look like it would be someone, like, under eight for sure. Yeah, like a little kid oh, that's for true. sure. Man, I tell you what, that's, um, yeah, the HBO's got a six, seven, eight-year-old kid toting a gun around. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're, uh, you know, oh, yeah, no kidding. Because I, I keep thinking, like, oh, yeah, Ellie's 14, but it's played by 19-year-olds. Mm. So, yeah, interesting. I'm curious interesting. who plays Sam. That's Let's good. See, yeah, like, look up how, actor? there you go, perfect. Look up who old, uh, how old that one is. And while you look that up, I'll kind of say one thing, too, is a big running thing of this is Joel trying to apologize that Ellie yeah. has to kill, has to shoot, has to do this. And he's like, you know, nobody should do that, blah, blah, blah. And it's very much juxtaposed with this kid who's pointing the gun, puts the finger to his mouth and almost looks like he's kind of smiling as mm -hmm. if he's kind of glad of what he's doing. And so that kind of little big in that juxtaposition there, you know, could be played into more with tonight's episode. I'm so jealous. I want to watch it now. I don't know if I'm going to watch it tonight. You know, it might I be. Am. <laughs> Here's the thing. One, I don't know because I might, I kind of I might stream. I might do that. I haven't done like a fucking week. Oh, so yeah, I, might do I that. feel like you should stream. I might want to do that. But I also want, want to save this for treadmill tomorrow. For the oh, okay. treadmill one so i can Ooh. just fucking get on that and i'll be so distracted for like an hour 50 minutes whatever it is i might do that because here's the thing i mentioned it before if i would have stayed up and watched episode three live yeah. i would not have been able to go to sleep for like two to three hours afterwards <laughs> yeah and who knows what may happen from now on but i think if i'm gonna watch this i don't think i want to watch it at night <laughs> with that's fair when I may have to do it. Okay, L, did you find the uh, actor? I I think I I think I found his age. I think he's nine. Like the actor nine. Okay. is nine. That's, oh, again, it seems about that. You know, it's about that age to do it. And yeah, at that point, I mean, fuck, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, it's kind of all childlike anyway. And we're looking at a kid who would have been raised in the apocalypse. You know, it's not a mm -hmm. nine-year-old kid like we have here. This fucking kid, who the hell knows what he was raised like in this situation he's in? Yeah, that always freaks me out when you think of apocalypse babies and how they, you know, you see yeah. it so much with Ellie where she is so jealous that Joel got to go up in a plane and she's literally looking at a plane crash. She was also like <laughs> raised by Fedra, though, like raised in a city. Yeah. This, what we can assume with Henry and Sam here is this dude was raised, you know, either he overturned Fedra. That's true. I guess we'll kind of see more of what they not overturned. They overthrew Fedra not too long ago, I suppose. So maybe I don't know. This seems very much though, guerrilla, you know, kind of fighting guerrilla warfare that they're kind of doing in the city here. I don't know, um, but I'm sure everything will be just fine. They'll team up. They'll head to Wyoming. They'll get Ellie help, and like it's just going to be daisies for the next five episodes, right? I hope so. Right? Yeah, that's why. All right? the daisies. Look at the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> look everything it's gonna be great okay so that's gonna be it for the, the episode uh we'll kind of go again around the horn here if y'all have any kind of final thoughts quick hits anything uh not mentioned um l feel free to talk about anything that's happened before that you want to give your opinion on like you know we talked about episode three a little bit 
um, you know, anything, you know, kind of in that sense. So, but uh, Lucy, what did you think or any kind of final thoughts? I loved this episode because I think I said earlier, it was some much needed Joel and Ellie time. We really got to see them develop their relationship. And one thing that I forgot to mention earlier, which is something that really actually hit me. I kind of like <gasps> took a breath when he said this line. It's when he's siphoning the gas and he says, you know, it's practically water now. You have to fill up every one or two hours. And he says, you know, back in the day, we used to drive 10 to 12 hours on one tank. You could go anywhere. And Ellie goes, oh, so where did you go? And he goes, I didn't really go anywhere. Pretty much nowhere. That's so Pretty sad. much nowhere. And I was like, oh, fuck, I, I need to go book a flight right now. I need to go on holiday immediately. So I'm booking my trip to Canada. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> I thought we were going to laugh at 10 to 12 hours. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I was going to say, was... Lucy looks at these, you know, workers are poor and they haven't gone anywhere. She's like, I need to go book a trip. <laughs> I need to go on holiday. <laughs> I can't, no. I couldn't imagine. He was just like, we didn't go anywhere. You could go anywhere in the world and we didn't do anything. So I'm going to go book a holiday. A vacation. Oh, there you go. I was about to say it's vacation mm -hmm. now. We're outnumbering you here. You guys say vacation. I'm going on vacation. It, you're going Yay! on vacation. <laughs> Mama, what's vacation mean? <laughs> what's that movie from? What movie is that from? I don't know. I'm going to guess Forrest Gump. Yes, it is. Good. It is. Oh, right, it good. is. Good. I did the I do not child remember Forrest. That line. Mama, what's vacation mean? Uh, it's when you go somewhere and never come back. Is that what she said? Oh, that movie sucks. Remember. Fuck that movie. Oh, you don't like that movie. That's, Emergency that's gonna, Forest Gump podcast. I had to explain it to a couple teachers today, including a U.S. history teacher. Why I fucking hate that movie. But that'll be a that'll be another time. I, you know, we'll get you on for a D and D game, and I, I'll lead you through a Forrest Gump type Witcher D and D. No, this will actually be good. Unlike Forrest Gump. Okay. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, all right, Al. What about you? Any kind of thoughts? Previous anything about the total show? Anytime this episode? Anything else? What you got? really like the daddy daughter trope like yeah. this i think that's the reason this episode did beat episode three for me because i love the daddy daughter relationship building that they had in this one and i'm really excited to see where else that's gonna go because like if it's a daddy daughter relationship thing aloy and rost uh geralt and siri uh i know like it's not a daddy daughter but it's still a daddy kid like atreus and kratos like i love yeah. those types mm. of tropes and it just makes me so happy to see it. <laughs> so this was just by far my favorite. It might have been the first one you mentioned there. Uh, I didn't catch it, but have you seen, and Lucy, have y'all seen Logan? No, oh, it's Logan? been a while. Yeah, okay. yeah. See, I've, I've never seen while. it, but it's absolutely a road trip where it's it, it has to be like it because it's a little girl he's taking. I don't even know why. But I've heard a lot of comparisons of what that to be. And really? somehow that's never come up, but I've never seen it. I know it got nominated like best uh, original screenplay and oh, so it really? wasn't just like a mar yeah it's not marvel it's maybe it the is i don't know what the fuck that is maybe he's an x-man right x-man yeah but it's maybe it's not marvel? the marvel it's not the marvel mcu i guess i should yes, say i think it's right. marvel yeah. but it's not the mcu because it's whatever the x-men one is so that's another one too that i've heard is really good that i've i've never seen maybe i need to see that because it, it seems to be like daddy daughter yeah it seems to be that sense there yeah daddy daughter is just top tier that's the goofy thing about the damn Witcher is even like the books, they're not really together all that much. Like mm, they're never really together. Yeah. Daddy daughtering. It's well, I'm sure we'll see it in the next season of the Witcher, but they're not, they're not together too much. Anytime they're together, Geralt sends her away. Then they get together. 
and then she gets away, and then the whole point is getting back together, and then they get back together, and the games or the books end. So maybe they'll do some more of that. Maybe that'll hit on them, and they'll do some more of that coming up in the uh, I mean, in the next. I didn't like season two. Yeah, I see. I like season two more. Yeah, but can't decide which I like. I don't more. know. We're doing again. Here's a Patreon Patreon little Patreon plug, plug right let's here. Go. We're redoing season one. We're doing that on our Patreon, like a little commentary of it. We both enjoyed season one a lot more than we initially did, maybe except the last episode. And so now I'm kind of wondering if we go back and watch season two, will I like it less yeah. than that? I don't know. Because when it first came out, we loved season two so much more. I liked it but... a lot more than the first season. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah. since we've been rewatching series one, apart from, like you said, the last episode. Um, or episode, the last episode that we watched, which was episode five. Yeah. The first four episodes were amazing. Like, so much fun. They were a lot of fun. They were a lot better than what I remembered. And then the one with him and Yen together, we were like, oh, no, that's we didn't like it. No, <laughs> like, it was boring. The uh, the last wish. I know. Yeah. I know. It just was. Okay. Well. It didn't hit. No, it didn't. We will get to the Vitcher sometime whenever that comes out. Hopefully in the summer when that comes out. We'll, uh, we'll get back to that. But that's going to do it. How about... A bonus Reddit post. Yes. Okay, here you go. Just to, <laughs> I'm just nervous. To, just to end this. All right, here you go. <clears throat> and again, this, as always, this is from the subreddit, The Last of Us HBO series. Plot holes mounting. Okay. Ooh. Oh, God. This sounds you're, like it's going to be a, you're, a you're ready for the You ready for the first thing? So I never played the game. And I like the series. But there continue to be little issues here and there that are making it harder to be sympathetic with the leads despite the wonderful job by Pascal and the kid. So he doesn't name Bella Ramsey. He doesn't say he's just by Pascal and the kid. Okay. At least uh, get a good night's sleep in Massachusetts. Like I get you on a rollout, but sleep a night, maybe a few. Shut down the services, bury your friends. I mean, this is a safe house after all. Okay. You don't want to have the kid get a gu- have a gun. That's stupid. But okay. Trying to protect the innocence of a child during the apocalypse is not the worst thing, but still dumb. But let yeah. the kid drive. She's old enough and the roads are literally empty. She drives and you sleep and then you watch at night while she sleeps. Bush League, man. Where is she going to drive to if you're asleep? This she child also, has never been in a car before. She also mentions a second day in a fucking car, man. And this yeah. dude just, oh, just drive. Just drive. There's nothing on the streets, apparently. Like the cars that were abandoned in there throughout mm-hmm. the last 20 years, they've just fucking evaporated, I guess. They were yeah. biodegradable or some shit. And she's just going to know how to drive and also follow gonna know how to drive. So yeah. he's asleep, right? So Joel's asleep and something's in the road or something happens with the car. She's just going to fucking know what to do because. <laughs> so that's a plot hole, by the way. You, yeah. you're, you're figuring out this motherfucker doesn't know what a plot hole is. <laughs> and also, it, isn't it? A, yeah. Is the truck a stick shift? Was it a stick shift oh, you or know an automatic? Because you got to teach her to like, oh, that's yeah, not if, something if it's easy. A stick, if it's a stick, hell no. Like that would take, that would take. It's someone who's never been in a car. Teach them a stick shift. Not a fucking chance. Okay. All right. Also, there's no real rush. Plan for less distance, particularly if you have to backtrack. Don't be afraid to backtrack. Rest. Joel is literally like, we need to go find my fucking brother. I don't know where he's at. There is a literal fucking rush because he doesn't know where his brother is. (laughs) There's no rush. He's probably fine. (laughs) I get it. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. I get it. The roadblock wasn't part of your plan, but how do you get off the interstate without a turn-by-turn plan to get back on it? You backtrack as far as you need to ensure you have maneuvering room. I mean, they were going to do it. They just got lost because, again, she's she's doing that. Why on earth would you get with 
wishing, he says, they say wishing a hundred within a hundred miles of a QZ, you know, they have aircraft and like killing that alone should keep you far away from the city. Again, interstates in the United States go to main cities and your lesser highways or state highways are probably not going to be in shape to do it. So <laughs> by the way, keep in mind, these are plot holes. They're saying, yeah, plot holes, not bad decisions, but plot holes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just a little bit more. You've been hunted all day. You go to a random building on a random floor in a random room. And somehow the people, the hunters think you're there to help magically show up. This is called a fucking TV show, dude. If you didn't have these coincidences, it wouldn't be a fucking TV show. This is what makes it a story worth telling. People just nitpick everything, don't they? Like, but this, they these are the dumbest ones. Maybe they've been following them the whole time. They might have known exactly where it's, they were going and just waited to, for their opportunity. But this is what makes across. every yeah, exactly. fucking thing is a coincidence. That's what makes mm -hmm. this the show. Like, mm -hmm. what does this person think? Oh, they should just go around, do all this, and then head over there. That's that's boring. That's a boring show where they make it without conflict. That's not a yeah. story worth telling. Yeah. <laughs> all right, one more line, and then we'll end it. Yeah. Also, sure, the band people are murderous tyrants, but you still snitch that helps Fedra. You should die, too. So many plot holes. That's Can't their cook. last plot hole is apparently just talking about how he wants Henry to be killed for snitching. <laughs> oh, good gracious. Oh, I know. Y'all now see why this is going to become oh a weekly thing. Because yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm just obsessed with these. There was also one that was so bad. I went back a day or two after and it was deleted. And I was so mad oh. I didn't screenshot. It was the funniest, dumbest thing I've ever fucking read. You know what? If y'all have some of those, send them to us. Put it in our Discord. God yeah, damn it. Send the best Reddit. Put them in there. We're going to start making fun of these people. And we're not <laughs> toxic, though, because we're making fun of people who deserve to be made fun of. Don't call us toxic. Yeah. We're That's the heroes here. Him. Yeah, we're heroes. <laughs> okay. That's going to do it. It's been a super long one. But yes, El, thank you so much for being here. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. I had a lot of fun. Oh, it's been so nice chatting to you. Yes. A lot of fun. We'll have to do it again. Something in there, especially if we do some kind of special episode over like a horror game or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or we'll you're definitely... super into The Witcher, right? So when Witcher mm -hmm. Series Witcher. 3 comes out. Witcher Series 3 yeah. for sure. And of course, D&D. <laughs> you can come like know everything and tell me what I'm doing wrong as a DM. I only started playing a year ago. <laughs> so oh, really? I'm, I'm pretty new. Well, that's the thing is no one's going to be too much newer than like her as a player and me as like a GM. <laughs> It's just yeah. going to be like, people are going to be more experienced. But no, we'll definitely have you on back uh, for a lot of that stuff there for sure. Go ahead and tell us uh, where we can find you. Um, so my name on all platforms is Eliminop. E-L-I-M-E-N-O-P-3. Three, three like on the, the end. There you go. Yep. And we will have all of those links below in the show notes. Y'all make sure to go check those out. As well, as well as our show notes not our show notes well our show notes are below but our links yeah. are below again make sure to check out that discord we have a spoiler section in there we can talk about all the games and everything in there and one without it as well there's a bunch of other stuff in there check that out all the other social links are below there as well lucy where can we find you you'll find me at lucy j robin anywhere on the internet well anywhere nice um, mainly on Twitch at the moment. I'm just about to finish up Cyberpunk and then we'll be moving on to Dead Space and The Last of Us once that releases at the end of March. Now after the, the show, it's time. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's a bit, a bit weird. And you haven't been know. spoiled 
on so many things it's very nice to see yeah i feel like i haven't been spoiled in anything major yeah well, yeah actually i have oh well i don't okay, well, know the we'll yeah. we'll see yeah. after we okay. stop recording <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i do kind of want to know what it is right. Right, you can find me on twitter at the fox bride four find me on twitch instagram it's just the Fox Bride. I'm playing Days Gone, a zombie game. Ooh. It's very kind of, eh, but it's a it's zombie so game. It's good. fun. See, it's so, it's, I've played, I think it was only like three hours of it the first time I played it. It's just kind of there so far. It, I will say this though. It is the worst like opener to a game I've ever played because it's not grabbing me. Like there's nothing in there that's mm -hmm. just like, you have to do it. Like The Witcher very much grabs you early on in there. The mm -hmm. Last of Us, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, it's 20, 30 minutes. And you're just like, holy shit. Like you have a vested thing in there. Days Gone, I've heard is very slow to start, but it's worth picking up. But I still want to play it. So I'm going to keep doing that and we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. So again, make sure to check out everybody's links below and join us next time as we endure and survive.